Welcome one and all to the High Pressure Podcast. My name is Jeff Beamish. I'm an air quality meteorologist at Sonoma Technology based in the San Francisco Bay Area. As always, joined by my fellow forecasting colleagues, Patrick Zahn, lead air quality meteorologist, and Steve Irwin, air quality meteorologist. Gentlemen, it may be summer, but we are looking back at the winter that was in the Mahoning Valley. Maybe we're trying to conjure up some cooler and cleaner air for much of the country that's been dealing with a lot of heat and a lot of smoke so far this summer. We'll be discussing the air quality trends for winter 2022-2023 for Youngstown Warren. We're also going to review some of the high pollution events that happened this past winter in the Mahoning Valley. And then finally, we made a burrito bet in a previous high-pressure podcast regarding air quality trends. And gentlemen, I'm really hoping that I don't have to pay the piper on that one, but we'll get to that momentarily. Before we discuss the trends for air quality this past winter, I want to point out that we analyzed the November 1st to March 31st timeframe for PM 2.5 in the Mahoning Valley. The reason we do that, we have sort of honed in at that time frame for the time of year where residential wood burning uh, is most prevalent. And we forecast for PM 2.5 specifically between November and March. We do forecasting for ozone and PM 2.5 uh, from April through October in the Mahoning Valley. So I want to just go ahead and lay that foundation out right away. So for winter 2022-2023 in the Mahoning Valley, we had 130 days of good air quality and 16 days of moderate AQI levels. This was the ninth straight winter in the Youngstown Warren region where the AQI did not reach the USG category. The last time that occurred, you have to go all the way back to 2014 on February 28th. It's been quite a long time since we've seen USG PM 2.5 levels in the Youngstown Warren region during the winter months. Uh, the air quality for this past winter, very similar to winter 2021-2022 and improved versus 2020-2021. Doing the quick math uh, here for winter 2022-23, 11% of the days were in the moderate AQI category, 89% of the days in the good AQI category. And that's where I want to bring in Patrick with more of a historical perspective on moderate AQI days in the Mahoning Valley. Thanks, Jeff. So as you mentioned, 11% of days were in the moderate AQI category, and that's pretty consistent, not just with the last two years, but, but going back at least 10 years, this distribution of AQI levels in, in the winter being pretty typical. And it's a, a pretty quiet season for the Youngstown Warren region compared to the summer when we get um, periods with smoke transport. So PM can be higher, but we also get ozone high ozone days. So again, a pretty typical winter, um, but there were a couple of things that that jumped out to me looking at the day-to-day -day AQI levels for the whole winter season. Um, one was that the longest episode, if you can call it that, of moderate AQI levels uh, only lasted two days. So you have these long periods of good AQI levels many days in a row, punctuated by just one or two days of moderate air quality. Um, you, we didn't see sort of a multi-day episode at any time during the winter. And that, to me, um, says that it was a pretty progressive weather pattern. So what that means is there were pretty frequent passages of um, cold fronts 
or low pressure systems through the region or north of the region that helped to clean the Youngstown Warren region out. So we didn't have stagnant, long stagnant periods with a lot of pollutant buildup. Again, just one or two day episodes of moderate air quality. Yeah, it definitely speaks to that progressive pattern. That's something that we put out in our monthly reports uh, over the winter, what we did put out for our monthly reports over the winter, uh, that basically every single month was an active weather pattern for northeastern Ohio. And that calls in the long-range forecast. And we discussed this in a previous high-pressure podcast, um, the long-range winter forecast for the Mahoning Valley. Uh, Steve, bringing you in on this, I believe the long-range call was for above-normal temperatures and near and above-normal precipitation. Does that track? That tracks, Jeff. Yeah, we were looking at a few different things last season as we headed into the winter. Um, number one, we were looking at sort of the unprecedented continuation of a La Nina that happened for three years in a row. And we were also looking at the potential for a continuation of the negative phase of the Pacific Decadal Oscillation. Uh, and both of those things really hinted at the potential for above normal temperatures this season. Um, what was more in question was how much precipitation there would be this this winter in the Youngstown Warren region. Um, looking back at those similar winters where we had La Nina and we had a negative Pacific decadal oscillation, um, precipitation was generally right around normal, uh, but some of the models were indicating the potential for above normal uh, precipitation in that region. The European um, long range forecast, European model, and then also the Canadian long-range forecasts had that potential for above normal precipitation. Um, so it's good to see that some of those things did end up playing out there this season. Um, it's always tricky to relate, you know, looking that far out, looking at a climate forecast, and then trying to link that with the potential for uh, what the air quality is going to be. But certainly, you know, the, the potential was there due to the weather patterns for an active uh, season with less stagnant air masses, as Patrick was calling out, uh, more frontal passages, more frequent um, low pressure systems, and also with the above normal temperatures, not as many strong temperature inversions uh, to trap the pollution near the surface. So it's good to see um, that the models and some of those analog predictions ended up working out for the season. And for the numbers geeks that are listening to the High Pressure podcast, let's put the winter in perspective from a meteor from the meteorological side. Uh, temperatures between November and March about four degrees warmer than normal for Youngstown Warren, and precipitation about two and a half inches above normal for the Youngstown Warren region. So more or less tracking with some of the long range outlooks that we discussed. When was when did we do that podcast? It had to have been right around September, October of 2022. But nonetheless, glad all that tracked out. All right. So there was some common threads regarding the moderate AQI days that we saw in winter 2022-23 in the Mahoning Valley. Again, 16 dates with moderate AQI between November 1st and March 31st. For instance, one of the meteorological features that was a common denominator on moderate AQI days, light winds less than 10 miles per hour, reducing dispersion, allowing pollutants to accumulate uh, in the Mahoning Valley. 
Uh, many of these days also had morning temperatures that were at or below 32 degrees. Uh, while warmer than normal temperatures on the aggregate for the entire winter led to uh, less frequent temperature inversions, we still had temperature inversions this previous winter, and that led to some moderate AQI on some days. And how about this? Out of the 16 moderate AQI days uh, this past winter, 11 of them had fog and high humidity. Patrick, how does fog and high humidity relate to air quality? Well, before I get to that, Jeff, I did want to follow up on the low temperatures overnight. When it's cold, you don't just see uh, stronger temperature inversions, but you also get more residential wood burning when people are trying to heat their homes. So that's sort of a dual effect of really cold overnight temperatures increasing particle levels. I do want to talk about uh, high humidity, fog and mist. Those are conditions that we do look for in the Youngstown Warren region. Uh, for higher PM, and that's for a couple of reasons. First of all, high humidity, fog, and mist can enhance particle production by a couple of chemical mechanisms that I'm familiar with. There could be more. Uh, one is that, uh, well, first I should mention, particle pollution is a complex mixture of solid and liquid particles. So in some cases, you can have a solid particle that acts as a condensation nucleus. And what that means is that moisture in the atmosphere can condense on that solid particle, allowing it to grow in size and mass. So you can get particle growth that way and leading to higher um, PM 2.5 concentrations. But also gases that are in the atmosphere uh, can dissolve into existing water droplets producing a liquid particle uh, that can grow. And so you get higher PM 2.5 concentrations that way. So we do see that a lot, that when we see reports of high relative humidity, fog and mist, that often coincides with higher PM 2.5 concentrations. Now there's one other thing that I wanted to mention about fog and mist. Not only does it enhance particle uh, production, but those conditions that produce fog and mist near the ground uh, coincide, the meteorological conditions coincide with those that often lead to higher pollutant buildup anyway. So what are those conditions? We often see fog and mist form when there's a strong temperature inversion and very light winds that allows the fog to form. Those are conditions that also allow particle pollution to accumulate in a particular region near the ground, strong inversions and light winds that do not disperse the pollution. So though it's a combination of effects, but again, we often see that high humidity, fog and mist coincide with high PM 2.5 concentrations. And that's what we saw on 11 of the 16 moderate days in the last winter. Yeah, great explanation on the fog and high humidity and its impacts on air quality during the winter months. Thanks for that, Patrick. Uh, one thing we're going to do right now is take a look back at two of the higher AQI days for winter 2022-23 in the Mahoning Valley. Um, you know, looking at the air quality levels, not shockingly high for uh, Mahoning Valley standards during the winter months, but still a couple of days that we want to point out, especially uh, December 21st in 2022. Uh, that was the peak AQI day for the winter season for the Mahoning Valley. And Steve, that is a pattern, uh, what we saw on that day, uh, something that's very synonymous with moderate air quality for the Youngstown Warren region. 
Yeah, Jeff, that's a that's a very classic setup for what we as forecasters look for in Youngstown Warren to get moderate AQI levels. So this is um, sort of what you would expect in the winter, the, the pattern that would produce these kinds of levels. Um, so in particular, this day had clear skies, it had light winds uh, overnight. Those conditions allow um, heat to radiate from the ground up into space. Those nights get colder than nights with wind um, and cloudy skies. And so this night was clear, it was light winds, which allowed it to get pretty cold. The lows that day were in the low 20s. Um, and that all creates uh, conditions that are favorable for temperature inversion. So you get stable air right next to the surface. Stable air doesn't uh, mix with the air above it. So it just kind of sits and stagnates. And any pollution that's emitted into that cold air just kind of stays near the ground. So we had that as one of the key factors on that day. An additional factor that we often see in Youngstown Warren is we get light southeasterly winds when there's a surface high pressure system just off to the southeast, usually centered somewhere over West Virginia, that region. That will produce light southeasterly winds coming into Youngstown Warren, which transports pollutants from the Pittsburgh area and surrounding regions up into Northeastern Ohio. So we get transport of pollutants from outside the region, those get trapped near the surface by the temperature inversion. And then furthermore, as Patrick was just explaining, we had fog and high humidity that morning, which helped increase particle production in the Youngstown Warren region and led to the highest AQI value of this winter season, which was 68. Maybe one thing to point out here uh, for that day, December 21st, uh, along with the classic pattern that southeasterly fetch from Pittsburgh into Youngstown Warren, was the fact this happened just a few days before Christmas. And uh, I would certainly think that there was an increase in residential wood burning. You know, tis the season, right? You want to have the house nice and warm and have the ambiance of the holidays. Uh, that may have also been a contributing factor to this day. Patrick, you got your hand up. So one thing I did want to mention about the southeasterly winds that Steve mentioned was that we're really looking for winds in a certain speed range. So there's a sweet spot of wind speeds with that southeasterly direction. And we want winds to be strong enough to transport pollutants from Pittsburgh, but we don't want the winds to be so strong that they increase mixing and dispersion. So we're looking for winds that are in the range of about 5 to 10 miles per hour. Beyond that, the winds get a little bit too strong and we actually start to see particle concentrations drop a little bit. We had one very interesting scenario play out on March 2nd of 2023 in the Mahoning Valley. Uh, that was the second highest AQI day for the winter 2022-23 season when AQI values reached 64 in the Mahoning Valley. For more details on this interesting case study, let's throw it back over to Patrick. Thanks, Jeff. So this really was an interesting day, and the dominant weather feature on this day was a fast-moving low pressure system that passed to the north of the Youngstown Warren region on March 1st into March 2nd. So that low pressure system was moving from the upper Midwest across the Great Lakes and departing to the east. So as that system moved through, a cold front moved through Youngstown Warren, producing moderate northwesterly winds. 
Now, northwesterly is usually a wind direction that will clean out the Youngstown Warren region. Winds from the northwest tend to be uh, tend to bring in a cleaner, colder air mass into the region. They also disperse pollutants if they're 10, 15, 20 miles per hour. So that's what really made this case unusual. So why did northwesterly winds result in higher PM concentrations on this day? Well, the day leading up to this event, particle formation increased across the southern Great Lakes and especially over southern Michigan due to high humidity from melting snow. So melting snow can act as a kind of moisture reservoir that produces fog and mist that can enhance particle production. That's exactly what we saw on the previous day and on the morning of March 2nd. Those particles that formed over southern Michigan were then transported into Youngstown Warren by moderate northwesterly winds. There were periods where these winds were up over 10 or 15 miles per hour. So that to me is what made this instance particularly noteworthy is that we had northwesterly winds, but it brought in pollutants from southern Michigan. Uh, and additionally, there was fog and mist formation in right in the Youngstown Warren region, which further enhanced particle production. So that led to AQI levels uh, in the moderate category as well. It ended up at 64 AQI for the day on March 2nd. One thing I want to point out, you know, talking about northwesterly winds during the winter months, typically, as you mentioned, synonymous with better dispersion, cleaner air moving in. But really, northwesterly winds is something that we watch out for in the Mahoning Valley uh, during the summer months. And we've seen that play out so many times this summer here, summer 2023, where northwesterly winds have been carrying in uh, dense plumes of smoke from Canadian wildfires. So while typically northwesterly winds in the winter, they can be clean uh, in the summertime. It can actually have the opposite effect, depending on what's happening north of the border. That's right. And finally, before we let you go here on the High Pressure Podcast, we should take stock of some bets that we've made here. The burrito bet that we made during our previous podcast when we were previewing what the winter air quality would be like in the Mahoning Valley. So as Steve had mentioned, uh, there was a call for uh, from the climate models for above normal temperatures and potentially near or above normal precipitation. Steve and Patrick, we set an over-under, I believe, at 20 moderate AQI days for winter 2022-23. If I recall correctly, both of you took the under. I took the over, and the reason I took the over is because I thought an increase in relative humidity would end up leading to more frequent moderate AQI days. And as we've established in this high-pressure podcast... Both of you were correct. 16 moderate AQI days. Congratulations. You both win the burrito bet. And I, I'm going to have to find a way to send you both burritos because we're all not <laughs> in the same location right now. So wherever is a good burrito place in Sacramento, Patrick, and, and all right. down in Los Angeles, Steve, just, just let me know and I'll I'll pay the bill. Sounds good, but credit to Steve on his seasonal forecast that really did pan out. Yeah, some other things that panned out, just looking back, you know, we didn't go over the 20, but um, as you mentioned, Jeff, high humidity did end up being a key factor on the days that did go moderate. 
Um, and then also Patrick had mentioned heading into the winter that the warmer pattern might lead to more um, southerly winds coming in, which generally brings in more pollution from other parts of the country. And so those things uh, we also saw this winter and um, yeah, it, it's good to see those trends played out. Thank you for making me look better. Number one, Steve. <laughs> uh, and second, that is a great point that Patrick did make about the southerly winds, because there were some days in November and especially February and March where we had southerly winds transporting in smoke from agricultural burning in the Midwest and Mississippi Valley that ended up impacting air quality uh, in the Mahoning Valley. That's definitely something we have to watch uh, on what I what I would call the shoulder season uh, for the winter period is uh, influence from ag burns reaching the Youngstown Warren region. So they can get all different types of transport from different directions, different sources. Well, while I tally up what's going to be a large lunch bill, I want to let you all know that the winter 2022-23 end of season report for the Youngstown Warren region, if you want to read that, check it out at mahoningvalleyair.org. Head to sonomatech.com to see some of the amazing work that we do here regarding air quality and forecasting. Finally, if you missed an episode of the High Pressure Podcast, how dare you? But don't worry, we got your back. Head over to Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or for some of the video podcasts, you can check those out, youtube.com slash Sonoma Technology. That does it for this episode of the High Pressure Podcast. I'm Jeff Beamish. I'm Patrick Zahn. And I'm Steve Irwin. Thanks for listening.